You are listening to the Hope Public Schools Weekly Podcast. This podcast is produced by the Hope Public School District as a communication tool for students, parents, staff, and community. I want to welcome you to today's episode. I'm Hope Public School Superintendent, Dr. Bobby Hart. As cold and flu season is upon us, I thought it was important that we sat down and visited with our school-based health clinic nurse practitioner, Ms. Kristen Price. Kristen is a Hope kid and grew up here in Hempstead County, and I think you'll enjoy uh, what she has to say about uh, our district and the school-based health clinic. Today we have with us Ms. Kristen Price with our school-based health clinic, our Bobcat School-Based Health Clinic, I guess. Is that the natural name or the correct name? Yeah, we're calling it the, the Bobcat Clinic, but the school-based health center is what they kind of call them at all of the school locations. But um, So, Kristen, number one, thanks for taking the time. It mm-hmm. means a lot to me that Definitely. you, uh, at the end of a day where uh, you've probably seen a lot of patients, a lot of students, uh, to spend a few minutes with me today and talk about the clinic. We think it's sure. an important thing, so yes. thanks for taking the time. Um, let's just start with the clinic. Um, we're in our first year. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you and Miss mm-hmm. Carlton and your staff from Cabin have come in and just done a remarkable job. Thank you. Talk to us about starting up the clinic, if you would. I know many of our folk, the listeners may or may not know we received a grant two years ago to start the clinic. We've invested some, some resources. We've put the clinic on our high school campus. But since you came on board, kind mm-hmm. of tell us about the clinic. Okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of came on, you know, after the, the ground had already been laid with Gretchen, uh, getting the grant going and things like that, getting the building. But since then, uh, we've been able to come in and provide health services. Um, we've done lots of uh, sports physicals. We've done some school bus driver exams, um, just routine um, health exams for any of the students and staff. Um, you know, getting prepared for their kindergarten, the, the, the physicals for that. Um, also, just um, just adult, adult wellness exams. Um, we can do any of that kind of stuff. Um you know, lots of things that any regular provider's office can do. Um, we're um, getting set up, hopefully, here in the next couple months to start getting them uh, ready for some sports physicals coming up this year. Um, and I think they're going to be lining lining them up for us to really – it's really picked up lately. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had some – there at the beginning of the year, it was – times where it was kind of heavy with the trying to get the physical the wellness exams by the end of october um then it kind of slowed down a little bit but here lately we've had some pretty busy days yeah Um, we were talking about that earlier you know with uh this is flu season yes and uh, we're talking about you know the the number of students that are out we have one campus clinton primary campus today i mentioned to you it was like at 17 Mm percent absentee which is kind of high but it's kind of hit us in cycles from building to building and no one or usually it's one building for a couple of days and it's another building for a couple of days um talk to us about flu season Mm -hmm. just what is flu season like in a school-based health clinic oh man we have had a lot of people come in with flu-like symptoms so we've been testing like crazy, uh, to the point where we've ran out of our flu test. Um, <laughs> and we're just having to mostly, at this point, treat based off symptoms. If they've had 
a high fever, uh, anything above like 100.4, 100.5 is actually considered a fever. Anything less than that is technically not a fever. Um, and then, of course, just general overall appearance. Do they do they fit the, you know, the bill of um, looking like they have flu? They, you know, sometimes they'll have some upset stomach, um, headaches, things like that. And the CDC is actually even recommended to go ahead and treat for those who are symptomatic. Even if you did test them and they tested negative, if they have all those symptoms, go ahead and treat them with Tamiflu or the latest, um, uh, I can't think of the Exoflu. Uh, Exoflu. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty new thing. Yeah. And, um, and that's only for those who test positive. So we haven't really, I have actually not even prescribed that. I have a couple of coworkers who said they've given it out a couple of times. Um, but it is something new that hopefully uh, more of the pharmacies in town will pick up. I think only one pharmacy in town has it right now. But apparently you were over the flu in about 48 hours. Wow. So that's really nice. That, yeah, I can speak from experience. I had a son who uh, contracted the flu uh, and was down. We, we kept him home for about what was three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's something that, that if you could tell parents, not just with flu, but with any kind of illness, mm-hmm. what are some guidelines to sending a kid to school? Cause we, I mean, nobody wants to send their kid to school sick, but you mm-hmm. also know that it's important that they come to school. So yes. what are those guidelines? Yes. Um, of course, if they're running a high fever, like I said, anything above 100.5 is considered a fever. Sometimes when we have little cold viruses and things like that, they might run what we call like a low grade temperature or 99 point something. That's technically not considered a fever. Um, so I would say if they're running a high fever, if they're running 101, 102 fever, of course, do not send them to school. Uh, if they're vomiting, if they're, you know, anything like that, um, do not send them to school. Now, if they've just sneezed or coughed a few times, you know, well, we're, we just live in that germ-filled world. That that's yeah. just kind of what we have to endure. But, you know, if they're having some serious, you know, fever, nausea, vomiting, things like that, don't send them to school and have them either come to us or their primary care provider and get checked out just to make sure that it's not anything severe. There's lots of strep throat going around right now as well. So, which, of course, a cold and things like that can sometimes make your throat sore. But, you know, we do have testing for that as well and stuff. So, so you, you, I mean, anything that could be done in a in their PCP, mm-hmm. uh, primary yeah. care physician's office can be done at your yes. office. Yes, we can do um, a lot of their in-house we do. We can do urinalysis, which kind of tells us if you have urinary tract infections, things like that. Um, strep testing. Usually we have the flu testing. We do mono testing. Um, right there in-house. And then we also have the ability to draw your blood and we send it to LabCorp just like any other provider's yeah. office. So um, like I said, if I did have some adults come in that wanted me to be their primary provider, I can I can manage their diabetes. I can manage their hypertension, things like that. So, and even some of the women who need, um, you know, mammograms and stuff, we don't do those in clinic, but I can schedule yeah, those for yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Pap smears, things like that. That's a really, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a community like ours, the, you know, somewhat rural community, there aren't a lot of options when it comes mm-hmm. to primary care physicians. Yes, um, yes. And, and um, they're, over the next several years, they're going to be fewer and fewer mm-hmm. as more of our local area physicians yeah. retire. Yes. And so yes. The, the, the work that you're doing can, can really, um, it's really, it sounds kind of silly, but it saves lives in a lot of mm-hmm. ways because yeah. you, you're able to catch things that maybe some that, that 
to, if, if they let go. Exactly. Yeah. And lots of people, you know, might not go to their regular appointments, things like that, just because of the inconvenience of it. They don't have time to take off work and this or that to go to these doctor's offices. And we're right here at their work for, for the faculty and the students. They're able to just come see us and get back to work. You know, they can come on their break or their lunch or anything like that. And, you know, we do have a lunch that we try to go from 11 to 1130. But if somebody needs us to be there, we will. Sure. And we'll, you know, whatever we need to do to try to keep the keep the students, staff in class and, you know, get everybody taken care of. Well, that's one of the things that I think we're really proud of is and we look at it our board looks at it uh every month right now the number of uh hours that are saved in instructional time and the number of hours in staff time mm-hmm. that are saved yeah. by us having the health clinic yes and uh it's a phenomenal amount of numbers and and you think about you know from a student standpoint if one of my children sick or i think there's something that they need to see a physician um their pediatrician is, is in Texas mm-hmm. County, 30 minutes away. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, an hour Yeah. over there and back, and it's time there. Mm-hmm. Chances are for a lot of kids and families, even if they're they're local, mm-hmm. they're not going to return to school. Exactly, and yeah. So this is a great time saver yeah. having, having you guys over there. Yes, we, we really enjoyed it. And, and yeah, like you said, um, you know, most of the time the parents are here, but they have to take off half day or a full day. So this – you know, if once they sign our consent forms, um, they're able the the student, particularly the high school students, because they're right there close to us, they can just come over, get seen, get treated, and hopefully get back into class if it's not anything that they need to go home for. Um, and then the medication's already at the pharmacy, so the one parent or whoever gets off work or the student gets out, if they're able to drive, they can go by and pick it up in no time out of yep. school. Yep. So yes. Well, that 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 leads us to to the next part of the conversation is. Uh, I had a lot of people ask, well, is the clinic just for high school kids? And I, I keep reminding people, no, it's not. It's it's housed at the high school campus, mm-hmm. but we'll see anybody in any of our students. Yes. Can you elaborate on how many students from other buildings that do you see? Yes, we um, we do see a lot of high school students just because, again, it's so convenient. It's right there. But we've seen several from the primary, several from HAPS. Um, those are kind of our main campuses, what we've seen a little bit from each campus. But it is open to all Hope School uh, building, uh, you know, school system, and all staff. So not just at the high school because that's where we're located. So it's the Clinton, it's Burl Henry, it's HAPS, it's the Collegiate Academy, uh, the administration building. So any Hope School campus um, can be seen out there, students and staff. And that's including not only do they have to be employed directly by the school, but like, um, you know, the Aramark right. that provides the food and things like that. They can be seen if they are affiliated with the school. Uh, so they can be seen there. And that's that's a that's a, a, a big recruiting tool, I think, for those folks that, uh, as well. Um, a little bit about... Um, how do we go? How you know we talk about registration, and I bragged on mm-hmm. everybody. Hey, we're at twenty something percent uh, yeah. of our student population is registered, awesome. which is pretty yeah. good. I, yeah. You know, our, for yeah. a first year program, <laughs> if a parent is not involved or not registered, how do they go about getting registered? Um, to get registered, just simply come by the clinic. The student can pick up a packet, or the parent can pick up a packet and just fill it out and drop it off. 
The main thing is just having it there, already having the student registered so that when that time comes up that they need to be seen, we already have all that done. Um, and if it's a hardship to come by the clinic, just email or call the clinic and we can send one over by email or fax or however, and uh, then they can drop it off after that. The registration packet is it not on? Is it on our website as well? Uh, from what I've been told, it is not yet. Oh, but that's what we're yes. I we need to make we, sure that happens. We so. hope to have a link so that we could easily say go to the website, click fill it out, and I'm hoping that we could have some system where we can fill it out online, online and submit yeah, it. That would be yes. Or a, a fillable. Yes. PDF. Yeah. Yes. We need to make that happen. Yeah. I'm sorry we hadn't done it so far. Um. So, the benefits I think. I mean, both of my children or our children, or mm -hmm. my wife and I's mm -hmm. children, however you want to phrase <laughs> it, uh, uh, they're both registered. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, my son you know, had the flu. Mom works on the high school campus. He got up feeling bad, mm -hmm. was able to go there, got swabbed. Sure enough, he had the flu and was back home by 830, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. in bed. with his, And his medication was probably on the way. Yeah. Um, so it's those emergencies and a lot of folks, you know, say, well, we have a primary care physician or mm -hmm. we have Dr. So-and-so. Well, that's, that's all well and good. We're not here to replace that person. Yes, exactly. Can you elaborate a little bit about. Yeah. And that's what we don't want to any of the local physicians or anything to, to feel like we're trying to take their patients. We're not, we can be the, their, the patient or the staff's primary uh, providers, but we're also there for acute illnesses and things like that uh, like i said the sports physical stuff you know that they don't want to go to texarkana they can just come see us get it done and you know again save time and get back into class but but yeah as far as um you know like like you said your son having the flu he was able to get seen right there and for an acute thing and you know we're not trying to take away from his primary doctor but it was just so easy for him to come in and get seen and, and it's, it saves yeah. it saved a half a day exactly and your wife was able to get back into work and you know everybody didn't have to be out of school and work all day yeah a matter of fact we all started taking Tamiflu by <laughs> yeah. one o'clock that afternoon yeah, I think. yeah. Um, so um about 230 kids out of the district currently registered is that right um, I haven't heard the latest numbers, but that sounds it's about, about right. right. Yeah, Gretchen, she keeps up with those different numbers and things, but um, it, it's we've a had pretty, quite a few. And for whatever reason, that number sticks in my head. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I, you know, I can't reiterate enough is, mm -hmm. man, just register, even if you don't yeah. plan to use it. Exactly. It's there if you need it. And yeah, it's, it's, and that's why I think a lot of people aren't registering because they're like no we don't want to we don't want to use that we don't want them to be our primary provider or whatever just go ahead and register that way when the time comes up you need us it's already done and it's not only us we also have ACAP there with mm -hmm. us to provide behavioral health services um so you know mark both of those yes that you you know say yes that we can see you for when that moment comes up you know it's gonna happen yeah I mean, you never everybody's know. gonna get mm -hmm. sick or yeah you know, we had i remember early in the in the process there was a, a student on a school bus who developed a, a bloody nose. Yes. And I don't, I don't even think they were registered at, at the time. Yeah. And we, so, you know, we did, and it was a seriously <laughs> bloody nose yeah. by my standards. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, family was able to help the kid get seen. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we were, well, the bus driver just dropped him off and yeah, 
So, so like in that situation, of course, we helped the child as best we could, but we were limited on what we could do as far as any interventions and things like that, just because we did not have consent from that parent to provide care. Yeah, because, you know, the moment you do something, they they say no. So just by having that in there in case of emergency situation like that, we can get them checked out and, you know, hopefully easily treated and and, uh, get the bloody nose stopped and not have any issues there. So. And and I've had several parents tell me or our staff that, well, uh, we just feel like the, that our child can go over there and be seen and we don't know about it. Well, I mean, that's, that's part of it is the, the consent packet. Um, So we can see them, but we stay in close contact with the parents. And, and of course, if they have anything acute come up, they still go to the school nurse and they still get checked out. They call the parent, let them know, Hey, this is what's going on. I think they need to be seen over at the, the Bobcat Clinic. And they'll say, yeah, you know, whatever, send them over. And then after that, most of the time, I'm calling the parents to tell them because most of the students won't remember, hey, right. I think they're going to call me in this, this, or this. So I'll call the parents say, hey, this is what we did. This is what I recommend. And I'm going to send it into your pharmacy. Just pick it up at your convenience. So we try to stay in Yeah, I mean, it's contact. not like we want to keep anything that – no. I mean, you're the parent, and, exactly. and as a parent of a, a child, uh, you know, living in your home under 18, yes, um, you're going to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yes, their treatment plans, their their medicines. Yes. Uh, so, and it's not like their kid will be able to just secretly see the no. the clinic. Mm-hmm. And talk about the gatekeeper. You mentioned the school mm-hmm. nurse. Mm-hmm. How does that work out so far with the nurse being kind of the yeah. They call it the gatekeeper. Yeah. The yeah. Clinic. Yeah. She's the gatekeeper. It's worked out really well. You know, that the patients or parents can still call and schedule an appointment for different things. But a lot of our patients have been acute things that something's come up while they're at school. So they, of course, still just like it's always been, they go to the school nurse, they check them out, you know, and they have special things that they go by. If they feel that the student's fine, they send them on to class. So we're not getting a lot of just things that yeah exactly wanting to miss school and you know just to get an excuse or anything so the nurse is still doing her evaluation part and when she feels that yes this needs to be checked out then she'll send them over there so it's definitely keeps the you know the students in line yeah believe that that, that a high school kid would try to get out i know isn't that isn't that crazy um um, talk about cabin Mm -hmm. uh which is our medical provider Mm -hmm. and um we've been very fortunate Cabin came in uh at a great time for us yes and so talk about Cabin and, yes. and your relationship with them and um, as a clinic yes Cabin Rural Health Services um I believe it started in the 70s and it's based out of Hampton Arkansas but they have several clinics located in southwest Arkansas um mostly try to to go into areas where there's not a lot of providers or any providers at all, such as Louisville, Arkansas, Hampton, Arkansas, Bearden. Um, Hope is about the only one that has one where other medical providers are. Um, in, in our, I'm calling it our sister clinic. It's located on Main Street with Dr. Covis and Melanie McGuire's and our practitioners there. Um, but it's just been a really awesome company to work for. I've been with them for over a year now. And, um, you know, 
and I've, he- I've heard also several people say that we're, you know, being on the school, that we're a free clinic. We're not a free clinic. We, we take insurance just like everywhere else, Medicaid, anything like that. But the good thing about Cabin is it provides a sliding, fe- sl- sliding fee scale uh, for those who don't have insurance or Medicaid. Right. Um, we go by how much they could afford. And, you know, that's kind of how they get charged. And it's usually not much. And, and we have occasionally some who it's just a real hardship to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to pay for any kind of services. And, and we take that into consideration. No one is getting turned down. Right. No one is, you know, getting charged something right there when they see us and, you know, not being seen because they can't pay or anything like that. We will see anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You may not, it's probably isn't in your bailiwick, but, um, mm-hmm. What what percentage or how many families do we see that even have that that aren't able to bill an insurance or Medicaid? Yeah. Is, it, is that a pretty it, low percentage? It is. It's I would say probably less than I don't know five or ten percent. I would say less than five percent. Right. It's not it's not very common. Most people have some form of insurance or Medicaid or something like that. But we do have it. Has, it, it does happen. Yeah, we we have it. I mean, it's a common thing that we come across people not have insurance. Um, but that's why we have this. And usually it's like a visit might be $20. And then if we do several lab tests, they're usually only about $5 a piece. And we can, you know, you can make a payment or this or that. I mean, we make, we're not, like I said, not going to see you just because right. you can't pay. Right. So, yeah. It, it's it's set up to where uh, um, it's going to help those folks who, who may be struggling, who may not, uh, you know, most of the kids in the state of Arkansas, if they don't have regular family medical insurance, you know, our kids first, mm-hmm. I may be showing my ages, mm-hmm. our, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our kids will cover, you know, a lot of things, mm-hmm. Medicaid, uh, another, so the, the options for uh, that are, are great. Yes. Like I said, whenever there are, those things do arise, mm-hmm. I think Caven has been fantastic about trying to help families. Yes. Um, you know, so. Yes, that's our goal. What about, uh, lastly, what about uh, telling us what, what do you want parents to know and listeners? I mean, you may have tens of listeners to this <laughs> yeah. thing, you know. Uh, but if you could, if you could tell folks one thing or two things about the clinic um, that would make it, you know, better and think better experience for kids or for parents, what would those two things be? Okay, um, I think overall is that is just a, a positive thing, and it could have a positive impact on the school um, by just. Getting registered with the clinic, having that um, convenience of being able to be seen, be treated, and get the student back into class. I mean, research has just shown that these clinics in these schools have severely cut down on absenteeism and improved overall academic performance. Um, So, you know, again, we're not trying to take away from any of their other providers or anything like that, but to have a, a good uh, you know, a student performing well and doing well in school, they've got to have good uh, health and, you know, just good physical and mental exactly, health. Exactly. Exactly. So I just think that, you know, like we've said, just go ahead and register for the clinic. That way it can be there for when that time comes up and we can help the students get back into class and stay in school and hopefully be able to increase their overall I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. I'm right. being repetitive, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. It's yes. the end of a work day, and you have <laughs> taken about 25 minutes of your time just to come over here and pacify no my, my my little uh, 
yeah. project. <laughs> no problem. Um, We've tried to get out to any of the um, parent-teacher conferences, anything like that, handing out packets. So, you know, if any parents see us out there with our cabin shirts on, try to come get one from us because we've usually yeah. got hundreds printed up. So, and so if, if a parent doesn't have the packet, they can go to their to, mm-hmm. to the clinic. We're hopefully going to get it on the website yes. soon. Yes. Um, they're they can call their building their building principal's office yes. too, and, and mm-hmm. can arrange for it to go by the building. Yes, we've had we've had lots of support from all the, the principals at all the campuses and stuff. Really encouraging the staff and the mm-hmm. students to so they're very helpful. So just let them know and they'll let me ask. The right um, and, and, and this is probably a little uh, crazy, but um, theoretically, couldn't we open this service up to students? At Spring Hill, at Blevins, at Garrett. Um, and I don't expect you to know the legal answer. Yeah, um, I feel like Gretchen would probably know a little bit more, more so with the the grant. And mm-hmm. I, I think she's also told me as well. Sometimes it's um, like insurance, like Blue Cross Blue right. Shield has some um, some say so in yeah. in the different things. Like I guess commu- outside community members from our school district coming on to it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that could be something, something I know. I'd like for us to pursue yeah. just because uh, it, it, you know, it's the same premise. Mm-hmm. If you're 12 miles away at Spring Hill, exactly. your kid gets sick. Mm-hmm. The same premise applies. It's just a shorter trip. Exactly. And it can help. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a way to, to widen the circle and yeah. help more kids and more families. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of the surrounding schools have expressed interest in a school-based health center. Um, and Caven has also expressed wanting to expand their, you yeah. know, care into That'd those. So, you know, it's always a possibility. You know, well, and, and I think over time, I, I could really see a school-based, true school-based health center mm-hmm. replacing, in some ways, that school nurse type thing. Mm-hmm. And because you can't have everything, you yeah. know. And, and 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 if we could ever legislatively determine that we want to have more, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and the legislature, legislators uh, and, 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 and the department, they've invested a lot of money in this program yes. already. And if that could ever become part of the foundation, the formula for funding, mm-hmm. um, that would go a long way toward allowing smaller schools and schools that don't have a clinic to be yeah. able to start at once. Exactly. I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Well, I'm, think glad you're, it. I'm glad you don't have the flu. Uh, yes, fingers crossed. And I'm glad you're here today. It's, yes. it's a pleasure to visit with you. And yeah. I do tell your, your staff, you've got you and two others or three others? That work Me and two you. others from Cabin. We've got a um, full-time front. We have full-time staff, front clerk, um, LPN, and she's also our clinic manager, and then um, me there. So we have three. We have full staff ready to go five days a week. And we're lucky in some regard, or many regards. You know, Gretchen, mm-hmm. uh, our, our director, our coordinator for the uh, school based health clinic that, that belongs to the school, mm-hmm. is she's also she a registered nurse. She right? is, yeah. She's mm-hmm. So yeah. she's got has a little bit of that enough of that background to know oh, yeah. how to how to communicate. It. Yeah, so, she's very knowledgeable. She's worked in several different fields of nursing and things. So she's she brings a lot. I ask her questions all the time too, just from her strong history of in the in the field. So well, yeah. good. well I appreciate it again. And uh, if we can do anything for the clinic or any of Caven's staff, just let me know. We appreciate it. Thank you Thanks. so much. <laughs> We do appreciate all your You've been very supportive of the oh, whole thing. Sweet. So.
A couple of quick reminders about uh, the calendar and some upcoming events in our district for the week of February the 17th through the 21st. A reminder that school will not be in session on February the 17th, which is President's Day. Also, Hope Public Schools Board of Directors will meet at 5.30 p.m. on the second floor of the Hope Public School Administration Building on the 17th. This meeting is open to the public. The 20th of February, Black History Month discussion, perspective on Perspectives on the Dream, a conversation about Dr. Luke, Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, featuring local education, civic, church, and other panelists. This event will occur at 6 p.m. in the Yerger Middle School Cafeteria. Congratulations to the 17 members of the Hope High School Future Business Leaders of America chapter who qualified for competition at the state level next month. The HHS students advanced from District 4 FBLA Spring Conference to Little Rock for the April 6th through the 7th state contest at the State House Convention Center. Congratulations to Hope High School business and computer science teacher, Ms. Sheila Hobson, upon her selection as a sponsorship grantee to the Computer Science Teachers Association Conference in June. The award is one of 35 statewide based upon selections announced by the Arkansas Department of Education. That's it for this week's episode. I want to say thank you to Ms. Price for taking the time to sit down with us. And I want to say thanks to all the Caven folks who are medical providers there at the school-based health clinic, as well as Ms. Gretchen Carlton. They've done a wonderful job, and we appreciate their help. Also, want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and passing our uh, podcast information on to, to someone else in the district. And as always, thank you for believing in Hope Public Schools.